Chapter 5, 1 and 3 quarters miles. Transitioning well. In nature, there are neither rewards nor punishments. There are consequences. A quote by Robert G. Ingersoll. I am a super huge fan of the minimal footwear movement, but I am completely surprised at the failure of the barefoot slash minimal footwear community to regularly produce physiological guidelines on how to transition out of conventional footwear, as though the tissues in our feet were somehow different from those found in the rest of our bodies when it comes to adaptation. When you decide you want to run a marathon, you don't jump off your couch and start with a 20-mile run. I mean, most people wouldn't even consider jumping out of bed to sleep on the floor. They'd be so worried about their back or neck throbbing the next day. Yet people everywhere have gotten rid of their shoes despite decades of wearing them, and they've started running in minimal footwear without doing a lick of foot training. Of course, many have transitioned just fine. Unfortunately, many haven't. Even more unfortunately, it's only the injured folks who have taken their fractured bones and inflamed fascia to the podiatrist's office, reinforcing much of the medical community's data set with respect to minimal footwear and injury. In the following chapters, I highlight missing behaviors like barefoot time, squatting, walking on natural terrain, and hanging and swinging from your arms. I'm going to explain how the mechanical environments created by these activities are essential, and I'm hoping to do such a good job explaining that you'll want to go out and do all of these things immediately. But I'm going to ask that you don't, and here's why. Your current body is totally unequipped to adapt without injury. Or maybe you can muscle through a lot of it, but generate a bunch of compensating mechanisms, mental programs that make it harder for you to find your reflexive strength. There is a difference between saying it is natural behavior for a human to squat multiple times a day throughout their lifetime and you need to start squatting 10 times a day starting now. My presentation of the details of ancestral human behavior is not a recommendation that you begin this behavior at once. After each section, I will list the transitioning behaviors and cautions for each category. Transitioning behaviors include mobilizing and strengthening exercises, as well as the lifestyle modifications necessary to target specific muscle and joint actions. Cautions include looking for contraindications or modifications and general guidelines on taking a stepwise approach. I don't want to discourage you from working diligently. I only want to encourage smart training practices, which include small increases in loading behaviors in order to adapt correctly. If you throw down this book and head out to hike five miles of rugged terrain while wearing your five-fingered shoes and carrying a kid in one arm and a deer carcass on your shoulder, you're going to be hurting the next day and maybe for the next few months. Extreme soreness has become a celebrated experience in our culture, but pain is often an indication that you've gone too far, too fast. By applying basic exercise science principles, you should be able to improve your health while undoing old adaptations without injury. Walking. Walking is the great adventure, the first meditation, a practice of hardiness and soul primary to humankind. Walking is the exact balance between spirit and humility. A quote by Gary Snyder. Perhaps you're thinking, I already walk, so what could I possibly learn here? But walking is not walking is not walking. In the same way carrying 13 pounds worth of pumpkin can elicit different muscle use depending on how you carry them, the alignment of your body while you're walking can create different outcomes. Just like an accent is the flair with which you speak, our gait is the pattern by which we walk. 
and the process by which we acquire our gait pattern is very similar to that by which we acquire our accents. The way you walk has been influenced by many things along the way. Gait influencing variables include your body size and shape, the way your family walked around you while you were learning to walk, your muscles strength, your body's tension patterns, technologies like diapers, footwears, and chairs used while you were developing your walking patterns, hobbies like sport, dance, injuries, surfaces you walk on, and the surfaces you have walked on the most. Because the shape of your bones and length of your tissues have adapted to your most frequently used positions and habits, and because most of the loads you have experienced are not similar to those experienced in nature, the way you walk right now is not likely to be your natural gait pattern.